1: Presented by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. From the Sig Sauer Studios. On the Daniel Defense. Platinum the microphone. They're never going to stop us here. Here is your host, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting the enemies of freedom. Mark, Mark Walters. Walter. Sir. And welcome to a Friday edition
0: of Armed American Radio's Daily Defense here at AAR Ranch in the Sig Hour Studios. This hour brought to you by X-Insurance, and we are sitting in front of the Daniel Defense Platinum Microphone. Greg over in Dallas, Texas, how you doing today besides ornery? Uh, it's TGI Friday. You should be in a better mood. Greg's a little ornery today. I,
2: look, that's behind-the-scenes magic that's going on. You no know need to I drag it him, over to the front I, side. I,
0: I, I, I have to. <laughs> because one of the breaking news stories that relates to this program today is a fairly good size one, actually. The Supreme Court has agreed to hear the Cargill case over the ban on bump stocks. And there were no dissents to that. So that's, that's a big deal for a lot of different reasons, because this goes to the heart of the, be nice, the ATF. Those wonderful men and over, women over at the ATF. Through the AFT. Through the AFT, thank you there. Potato Head Biden. Being able to change the definitions of things in mid-stride, mid-game, mid-sentence, AFT. moving the goalposts. Call it whatever you want. And there are going to be National Firearms Act implications to this as well. And uh, Greg's initial response was, "Yeah, great. What they should be doing is dismantling the whole." And he's right, Greg. You're right about that. I know. Greg is right. A- oh wow, that was loud. That was loud. Where did that come from? I just happen to have a drop that I grabbed from another show. That's uh, Greg, <laughs> Greg is, is right. right. Yeah, we might want to lower the volume on that before we go to our We'll <laughs> blow him out and blow me out too. But it's it's good news. Because it is going to go to the NFA, and it's a beginning. And as we know from talking with Alan Gottlieb regular basis, these cases take time, so it's good to see the Supreme Court. We're going to see a slew of Second Amendment cases go make it to the make it to the high court post Bruin. Let's go to our guest, Paul Markle, student of the gun. How are you, brother?
3: Dude, today is it's a crazy, it's a banner day, dude. We, we're so busy here, and I'm I'm just grateful for the opportunity to tell you and your entire audience all about it.
0: Well, let's talk about it. Why are you so busy? We can get to all the other stuff. We've we've got an hour with you, so what's going on?
3: Well, uh, we've been working on this behind the scenes for quite a while. Uh, You know, I've been a trainer for 30-plus years. And, and we've done, you know, we've did, we do a lot of live training. We do the rifle classes every summer. We do the beyond the boo-boo traumatic medical classes. And something that we decided we needed to do uh, last year was we needed to create essentially a collegiate level hybrid training course for firearms. And the, the tradition for firearms training is you want to go to a class. So you go to the person's website or the company's website. You look for a date and you book that date, and then you wait, and then when that date rolls around, you drive there, and and you do the training. Uh, And thanks to the, the wonders of the internet, what I know people do, because I talk to them, is people will book a date at a training class that's two, three, four months out, and then, before they go to the class, they start digging around on YouTube for videos to help them get ready for the class, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what we've done is we've created a program where you have both distance learning and residency training. So, as soon as someone signs up, for instance, we're doing the martial application of the pistol class this weekend here uh, in, in Utah. We're doing it here in Utah, and uh, as soon as you sign up, you get access to the home study distance learning program. Ooh. We're going to send you. We're going to send you the course I manual. Like that. Uh, and we're going to send you everything you need. So you're going to have a physical book to read from. You're going to have the digital lessons. You're going to have videos that go along with all the lessons. And then you're going to have tests for every single module. So by the time a student comes to us in person, they have already gone through the distance learning home study portion. So they're going to be way farther ahead than any other student would be because they're already going to have received most of the you know, the intellectual material, the educational material, the stuff that we can't do in person, because, you know, let's face it. When you go to a firearms training class, uh, you know, you show up, you and a dozen other people. And the first thing we do is we go to the classroom. We all sit down and then we spend an hour or two, maybe a little longer going over all the basics. You know, what do we need you to know? What the, the, the fundamentals we need, you to know, the verbiage we need, you to know, the safety stuff we need. you. So we spend a couple hours in the classroom. That's standard with what we're doing. We don't need to do that because by the time our students arrive, they've already gone through that entire program. Plus, they can sign up and start learning immediately, right now.
0: Hmm. Okay, so a couple questions come to mind. And I'm going to play a little bit of Devil's Advocate here. Send it. Okay, I I just had a guitar lesson today. Mm -hmm. Now, I happen to be one of these people who actually plays my guitar. OK, I actually do the lesson plans to a point where my instructor says, man, I wish everybody would come to class as prepared as you. Because I, to me, it's has go- it's relaxing to me. It takes stress away from my day. OK, it's oh, absolutely. Not, I, I enjoy it. You get it. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah. That's why I like to use the guitar example with you, because it works so you understand. But there have been a couple of times where I didn't because I was out of town or was under the weather, or whatever the case may be, and I'm immediately behind, right? And the instructor's expecting me, because of my past history, to have already done these things. So when I get to class, and again, I'm I'm abnormal here, because I'm one of those people that really does do the, the lessons in advance of the upcoming class. So the response is, all right, show me what you did. That happened today. But what happens to that student who doesn't, prepare for that or maybe can't in advance are they behind the eight ball are they going well, to feel like yeah. you know i just spent 2500 bucks and ah, i'm behind the eight ball these guys are already a month ahead of me
3: no that's that's not going to happen because number one we see your progress well not we me the boys do i have sons that take care of all the behind the scenes stuff They see you know, it online we, oh yeah they absolutely know the progress of the students because every 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 is broken down into easy to digest modules you know lesson 1 do this do the quiz lesson 2 do this do the right. quiz lesson so there's the the chance that someone would show up at, to us and have not done that is well we would know And the boys would remind them, the boys would get in there and they would send them a really nice, polite email that says, hey, your uh, residency training is only uh, 30 days away and you haven't completed the home study yet. Uh, How can we help you get that done?
0: Okay, So this this home, this residency is actually part of the class that they're paying for. It's actually a new fold to the class. Your class includes the physical training on this date for five days or whatever it may be or for this weekend, whatever type of class Mm -hmm. it is. And this material prior to now, ladies and gentlemen, the reason I bring this up is because and Paul, you know, this for a long time. And I'm going back to the late 80s, early 90s when I really started getting into firearms and firearms training. I looked at some of these big shooting schools and, man, it's intimidating. And I know there's listeners out there that are thinking, yeah, I get that. I don't have knee pads. I don't have all that equipment. How many magazines do I have to take? Am I going to get there and look like a fool because I don't have everything I need? It's intimidating. And you know what happens? Uh, They just decide, I'm not going to do this because, wow, that just looks too militaristic or it looks too hardcore for me. I just wanted a basic class. And my fear is that it might dissuade people who would otherwise take the course. And I want to be wrong about that. But I myself fell into that trap, too, before I finally decided to bite the bullet, pun intended, and go for it. And then I realized that my fears were unfounded.
3: Oh, yeah. the the Well, one of the things that we're addressing here, Mark, is is the adult human, the human male's desire to not go to class or not go to training until they're good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like people are like, well, I want to go to the gym, but I, I need to make sure I need to lose some weight before I go to the gym like no bro that's the exact opposite of correct and we i i was guilty of this when i was 19 years old i was signed up to go to a class and i went and i borrowed a handgun because i knew i, I just knew in my brain that i needed to practice before i got there which and i that was absolutely wrong but nobody I didn't, nobody told me at the time nobody said hey dude we don't need you to go to the if you've never been to a firearms training class handgun class or whatever the last thing your instructor wants you to do is to go out and burn up 200 rounds teaching yourself because yeah, all you're yeah. going to do is you're going you're going to you can grain training scars uh, that the instructor is going to have to help you remove he's going to have to hold it hold that these bad habits
0: We're taking a break, and when we come back, we'll continue the conversation, ladies and gentlemen. It's very important if you've ever taken training or if you are considering it. I hope you're paying careful attention because what Paul is talking about there is much. if many of you play golf, you understand exactly what he's saying. We'll use another analogy. He doesn't want you to develop bad swing habits before he can get a hold of you and fix those problems or stop them before they're created. He doesn't want to have to do that extra work. That's why. This is very important stuff. I'm glad we're talking about it today. Paul Markle, student of the gun. We've got him for the hour. We'll be back. Three more segments. Don't go away.
7: Daniel Defense firearms are guaranteed for life, trusted worldwide, and designed, engineered, and manufactured right here in America. Daniel Defense Freedom Passion Precision. That's what we're talking about, Freedom Passion Precision here at AAR Ranch in the six-hour Studios
0: today on the Daniel Defense Platinum Microphone. Mark Walters filling your prescription for freedom today. It's all brought to you by X-Insurance. I have some information about X-Insurance that I will tell you about later in the program. And it's fun stuff. And you're going to want to hear about it. Let's go back to Paul Markle, student of the gun. Paul, this is an important conversation because a lot of people are intimidated and don't want to take, you know, that level of training because they just think, oh, I'm not. That's just out of my league. And ladies and gentlemen, it's not out of your league. Some of it might be, depending on some of the shooting schools that are available to you. And those schools that take a lot of your money when they know you're out of your league, that's that's wrong. They shouldn't be doing that. But some do. I won't name names. It doesn't matter. But what I will tell you is, Paul, I've taken training from everything from going back over the last 25, 30 years from a just a basic local shop, NRA certified guy, to over the years training with Navy SEALs and everybody in between, some of the biggest names in the business. And let's face it, everybody's got different techniques and different things, but the basic fundamentals are the same. And if I read what you were saying properly... You don't want that person to come in developing wrong fundamentals that you have to fix in a class. Is that right?
3: Oh, absolutely. That is that's that is the firearms trainer's nightmare. It's like you said. A guy said, well, I'm going to take a golf lesson next Friday. So what I'm going to do this weekend is I'm going to go out and I'm going to hit 500 balls in preparation for my golf lesson. That is the absolute like you said, that's the absolute opposite of correct because you're going to ingrain 500 bad swings that the instructor is going to have to deal with. Uh, it would be, you'd be way better off. If you said, I'm going to take a golf lesson next weekend, you'd just be better off reading a magazine about golf or something or or, you know, working on your cleats or whatever. But the fact is, is, you know, we do that all the time as men, you know, men like, well, I want to go to the gym, but I need to lose some weight before I go to the gym. So I don't want to be embarrassed. No, dude, that's the exact opposite of correct. And so what we've done is and knowing this understanding that that's the natural tendency of men is to do that. So we're going to give you something as soon as you sign up, you know, let's say and if you go and we've neglected Jared to be really angry at me for neglecting it up to this point. But <laughs> the the website is is super easy. It's S O T G. You, just student of the gun university, squished down, easy to remember. Wow,
0: very nice.
3: SOTGU. If you go there right now, we've got dates like the martial application of the pistol class. We're doing one this weekend. We're going to do training in Tennessee uh, in March. We've got another training class in Texas in March. Then we're going to be back in the mountains in April. Hopefully by the middle of April, the snow will be uh, abated. And then another one. So you could sign up, let's say, for the June class today if you wanted to. You go in, sign up for it, and as soon as you get signed up, you're going to be welcomed and you're going to have access to the home study or distance learning training program, and you can dive in immediately uh, and begin immediately. The site
0: looks amazing. The site looks fantastic. I'm on it right now. sotgu.com ladies and gentlemen. Go check it out. And I, I like this a lot because most people who tend to want to take – who when they finally jump, right – They get serious about it. They take it very seriously. And I've been to a number of shooting schools around the country. And, yes, some of them are intimidating. But I'm ready to go all in. And if I know that this is going to be part of my instruction, that's going to remove. Because, see, I think what this is going to do, Paul, is going to remove some of that intimidation before you get to that class.
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, when people show up, they should feel like, Hey, I'm ready for this because All I've right. already, you know, I've got this information. They're good. Like I said, you immediately get access to the distance learning program. As soon as you get in the system, uh, Zach will get a notification. He'll put your book in the mail and ship it off to you. And with some goodies, you know, we've got some swag that you're going to get for student of uh, the university. And by the time, you know, like I said, our, our goal is to create the best trained students possible we're going to have the best trained best educated the most well-rounded firearms students in the country that is the goal and that goes right along with the book that i just released that i, I uh, we, so we launched the the online training the university and we launched the book at the same time
0: outstanding stuff this begins when uh right now so when is the when is the next class? What are the dates of the next class coming?
3: Oh out? well, yeah. If you if you go in there, let's see. Uh, well, the the next next class is actually tomorrow, but that's a little you're a little bit late for that.
0: Uh, I'm but, not going to uh, be able to make that one, Paul.
3: You're going to be able to make the one tomorrow. I have a guy yeah. coming
0: to look at my HVAC unit tomorrow between eleven yeah. and two. I'm not going to be able to get to Wyoming in time, bro.
3: Well, that that's funny because I had a guy come and put a new circuit breaker in my furnace yesterday, so. I'm right that's there probably what's going to happen
0: at my house. Did it smell really bizarre?
3: Uh, uh, yeah, a new circuit board. So uh,
0: Yeah, mine smelled like burnt paper, and then the thermostat went out. I'm like, yeah, that's probably what it is. But uh, anyway. Well, something else yeah. that, that, we're different, that, different, that so. I'm,
3: I'm excited about, if, if you come to, let's say, in Vernal, Utah, we have... Uh, actually uh, student housing available. And we're, we're doing what we call the B&B package. So if you come out for the weekend, you show up Friday, we feed you dinner. We'll feed you breakfast, lunch, dinner, and then breakfast and lunch, plus you get a place to stay. So you don't have to worry about booking hotels or going to restaurants or packing lunches. Uh, you don't have to do that, but it's just a value-added thing um, that we've put in there for people.
0: Yeah, Vernal, Utah's pretty too. That's ladies and gentlemen, if you if some of you old listeners to the show have been around for a while, might remember the Mad Ogre. Used to bring us the uh round table, his portion of the round table from Vernal, Utah every weekend. That's oh, no George, kidding. The Mad yes, Ogre. Cool. Yeah, George the Mad Ogre used to reside out in Vernal, Utah. He's in South Carolina now, but yeah, it's a beautiful part of the country and a beautiful place to take these classes and a great time of year to do it right now. Might get a little bit cold coming up here soon. But, boy, it sure is nice out there right now. Now, I love the idea. It's going to be a beautiful weekend. It is. Yeah. I think think this will reduce the intimidation factor greatly. And I I wouldn't be shocked to see you with full classes on a regular basis as a result of this. Now, how far in advance can people go and get this information?
3: Well, you, you can go right now. We've got, like I said, we've got a class. We've got a, the the pillar class that we're launching right now is the, is the martial application of the pistol. Cause we did, we actually, last month, I don't know if you saw it. We did a survey uh, for thousands and thousands of people on our mailing list. We asked them, what do you want? You know, what firearms training, what do you want? And we gave them options. And, and the number one was pistol and then rifle after that and so on and so forth. So uh, we've got pistol classes this weekend. We've got one in March. Middle of March in Tennessee, uh, and then the week after that, it's going to be in Mount Enterprise, uh, Texas, which is is close to Nacogdoches, if you know that area of Texas. Mm Uh, East Texas. Then we'll be back in Vernal for the pistol class in April, end of April, and then we'll have another one in June. And we also are going to be scheduling shotgun classes, rifle classes. We have the the high elevation precision rifle class, which is which we've been doing for six, going on seven years now, uh, up in the mountains in in Wyoming, uh, seventy three hundred feet. Man, you can just do you can do things with rifles at seventy three hundred feet that you can't do any other place on Earth because it's it's like cheating, man. We took the oxygen out of the <laughs> atmosphere.
0: Like, yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Changes the ballistics a little bit. Well, I, oh, I hope absolutely. when we come back, I want to ask you about a basic class, very basic class. We'll talk to you briefly about about, you know, how many new gun owners we have out there and how that's going to be accommodated. Then we're going to get a little political. I do want to talk to him a little bit about SCOTUS taping, taking up this bump stock case and what this may mean going forward. Paul Markle, student of the gun. Check out the website. I'm on it right now. It's nice. Check it out during the break. Don't do it while you're driving, please. sotgu.com. We'll be right back with Paul. following segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Defender Coffee. When you drink Defender Coffee, you're making a donation to a gun rights organization of your choice that protects and defends your freedoms. Welcome back to the show. Ah, Indeed. Welcome back to the show. Armed American Radio Ranch is fired up for you today here in the Sig Sauer Studios. Mark Walters in front of the Daniel Defense Platinum and Powerful Microphone. Dozens and dozens of radio stations around the nation tuned in. We appreciate all of our affiliates. Thanks to you for listening. Please support all of our partners. They make possible. You can find them all at armedamericanradio.com. I do have in- information about X insurance and I'll be telling you about that later in the show. Paul Markle, student of the gun. I <laughs> want to go back let me go back to the, the, the basic training here because we have a ton of new gun owners in this country. Ton. Absolutely. And I, I any time I can use personal experience to paint this theater of the mind for radio, I will do it. I was talking about my niece who just bought her first gun Uh, about a week ago or so, something like that. And I just hooked her up with three different Crossbreed holsters, working with Carol at Crossbreed and my niece for her needs. And she's getting ready to take her first professional-level training because she's smart. I need to learn how to fire this gun, to use this gun. I need to learn proper techniques, everything that we've been talking about. And, you know, she has an uncle that, well, is going to make sure that she's pushed in that right direction, right? Right. Right. Do you have a, I'm talking basic class for that new mom that says, this is the first time I've ever touched a firearm. Can you help me?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and that that is the, the MAP class. You're talking... It would, you're talking about a person who's like, well, I know I need to have a gun, and I went to the store. Or women generally, women tend to be a little bit smarter than men when it comes to this, because often women will go get the education first, then they'll go make a purchase, whereas men do the exact opposite. They go buy stuff, and they're like, oh, well, if I have time, I'll take training, but I'm going to buy stuff right now. Yeah, um, my wife did that. That's, that's exactly what my wife did. Yeah. So the, you know, one of the things with the MAP class with the residency training is we're going to walk them through it. We're going to walk them through the universal safety rules. So they understand, you know, we're going to walk them through nomenclature. We're going to walk them through, you know, this is the dangerous part and we're going to teach them to, to use the correct terminology, you know, in the, in the book, in the course manual, there's an entire glossary of terms. So you won't have to feel like, well, like I'm on the outside looking in. I don't know how to talk like these people talk, you know, because mm-hmm. gun people have that. Well, That's that part of language. the intimidating
0: factor, right? That's part of the intimidating factor. That intimidation keeps people from attending.
3: Right. So, you know, by the time, by the time you're ready to take residency training, you're going to have all that. You're going to have all that information, you know, You're and you should feel very, very ready to do it because we're going to, we're going to walk you through it. And, and of course, you know, it, it is a distance learning program and, and it's, you know, when you start out, you're going to have one lesson at a time. You know, we're not going to we're not going to make you drink from a fire hose. We're just going to be one lesson at a time. Do that one and then move on. You know, what we did. <laughs> Jared's going to be so cross with me. We mentioned that we released a brand new book, but I didn't say the name of it. And neither did you.
0: <laughs> Jared, is, Jared is his son, by the way, so I can't get in trouble. Jared, you can. <laughs> Go ahead, Paul. Yeah, tell us Jer- about it.
3: Jared is the COO, and he's <laughs> to be very cross with me. Now, you know, the brand-new book that we released in conjunction with this is called How to Shoot Better Than a Navy SEAL by Paul G. Markle. Mm-hmm. And you know what the G stands for, right? I have no. Gangster! <laughs> so,
0: uh, <I> was, Gunner. <laughs>
3: Gangster.
0: Now, my son, I'll say this right now. My son, when he was born, you know, we gave him his his middle name. Well, my wife was out like a light. And they came in and said, we need you to sign this, you know, the documentation for his name. So I threw a G in there. So his Mm -hmm. middle name is Andrew G. Walters. And the G stands for nothing. It just stands ah. for nothing. As years <laughs> have gone by, it's it's become a little bit of a problem on driver's licenses and flights and stuff like that.
3: But we've got well, at it. least it's not NMI. You know, that's you it. could be I like said, be, we'll call Gunner one day. Now yeah. that's
0: that's good to hear that you're doing that that uh, with the basic class like that because some of these basic things, uh, three of the most basic things are stance, proper grip, and trigger control, and those things are going to be hands on. And that's what you don't want somebody developing all of those wrong skills. You don't want them going out with someone going, let me show you how to, how to, how to figure it Yeah, how to,
3: you know, that doesn't know what they're doing. You know, the, understanding how students behave and understanding, right. you know, the, the history of it, we're going to rather than what we don't want is people to sign up for a class that's three months away and go to YouTube and start trying to mimic YouTube videos at the range. That's what we don't want, because, uh, you know, then we're just going to have to fix you know, bad habits. We don't. You want know, to it's kind of funny you habits.
0: mention that because my guitar instructors are the same way. They don't want you to go watch YouTube videos while they're teaching you certain things about their techniques that they're teaching you. Right. Funny how that works. Maybe we should stop watching some of those YouTube videos, guys. Now it's great when well, you're working you know, on a car, you're putting in a some window good or something.
3: Stuff, yeah, but you need to be able to discern it. See, that's the thing. The neophyte has does not have the experience to discern the the trash from the treasure. The neophyte doesn't know. They just know that this guy, you know, looks cool and he, he makes gun go shooty shoot, blast blast, and that that's a cool thing. Um, and quite frankly, a lot of the stuff that's on YouTube is it's just theatrics. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the real world. It's just theatrics to get you know to get clicks and views and and so forth. So, you know, I, I've been dude, I've been doing this for thirty plus years now. You know, uh, I've been teaching. You know, I got my first teaching certificate in nineteen ninety. So uh, I've been doing it a little while. Uh, So I I feel like I have a pretty solid background in how to teach people. To some
0: of us who are a little older than some others, 1990 doesn't really seem that long ago, but it actually is. That's interesting. Yeah, like half your life. So, all right, that's good to know. And I think you guys are going to be really successful at that because I know you and I know Jared and the crew. You guys are going to do wonderful. Congrats on that. Ladies and gentlemen, the website looks dynamite, S-O-T-G-U. Dot com. Paul, let's get political for the remainder of this segment and the next let's segment, do it. because the Supreme Court today agreed to hear the bump stock case. That's the Cargill case, Michael Cargill down in Texas, and I've met him. He is a great guy. It's Garland v. Cargill. Now, what this stems from, and I, you know, we if we go back, the ATF has been playing a lot of shenanigans since the bump stock. Now, keep in mind, this is Trump era
3: we're talking about. Oh yeah, that was his right. one of his greatest errors. That was probably. It probably was his greatest error was listening to people who he shouldn't listen to.
0: Yeah. And that was a forced error too, I might add, because he was listening to people he shouldn't have been listening to. Yep. And the NRA gave him a green light on that with the statement that they put out that shortly thereafter, Trump felt, OK, well, that's my green light. I'm going to go big, big mistake, because what happened oh, yeah, is, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, the ATF was able to redefine a piece of plastic with no moving parts no moving parts just a piece of plastic which is known as a bump stock that harnesses the recoil of a rifle and fires the semi-automatic trigger in a semi-automatic fashion one trigger pull at a time faster than your finger can and the ATF in layman's terms reclassified and redefined that bump stock as a machine gun making all of us around the country who own one notice I said own one, a criminal. Now it's made its way to the Supreme Court. But, guys, this is why it's frustrating. It takes so long to get there. This is Trump-era stuff, and here we are talking about it now. This case is going to have implications with the redefinition of the pistol brace, redefinition of the force reset triggers. Anything the ATF is trying to redefine, this case is going to either allow that or not, Paul, how do you think this is going to go?
3: Well, I, I, dude, I don't know um, because we right now there are so many criminals in DC that are they're just operating unchecked. But you know, you and I, and on all the other people, you know, when this happened, we were screaming at the top of our lungs. It's not about bump stocks. That's right. It's not about bump stocks. It's about the the process. Of, well, it's about separation of powers. It's about the fact that the executive branch does not have constitutional authority to create law. It's about the ATF violating ex post facto. It's about say, saying something that was not illegal, was perfectly legal, and saying, oh, we changed our minds. We, we signed a piece of paper, and now if you possess that and don't surrender it, you're, you're a felon. felon. Uh, yeah. That's ex post facto. You can't punish someone after the fact. It is going to be interesting to
0: see how the Supreme Court rules in this. And we'll we'll get into the weeds on that a little bit when we come back and we'll talk a little bit about what the ATF did subsequent to bump stocks with the pistol brace and the force reset triggers. Oh, and the frames and receivers, et cetera. We'll be right back with Paul one more segment.
7: This segment of Armed American Radio's Daily Defense is being brought to you by Daniel Defense. Visit DanielDefense.com. Now, back to the show. Back to the show, indeed. Welcome back inside Armed American
0: Radio Ranch here at Sig Sauer Studios. Yes, it's all brought to you by the great X-Insurance. Mark Walters in front of the Daniel Defense microphone in this hour. And I'm talking, and it's all brought to you by X-Insurance. I already said that. And I've got more information about X-Insurance coming up. We'll talk about that at the top of the next hour. Great stuff, and I am working on a new policy with X, and I'm excited to tell you all about it. And we'll talk more about it in, in greater detail on Sunday's broadcast as well. Paul Markle, student of the gun, welcome back. Let's go back to this bump stop thing for bump stop thing for a minute, because this has boy, this is a can of worms. And here's this should be a 9-0 decision because of what you just said. This regulatory agency that's a bunch of rogue ass punks at this point, as far as I'm concerned does not I, mean, I say doesn't have the business they don't have the constitutional authority to do what they've been doing and it should be very very clear at the supreme court whether guns are liked or not this is a constitutional authority separation of powers issue that should very clearly be a 90 decision now, i understand there were no dissents at all in the supreme court taking the case from what i just read but it's all breaking out in the past couple hours, we'll continue to follow it up. We'll talk about it on Sunday with more information. But that ex post facto that you're talking about should be the crux of this case. Should it not? I
3: mean, that's what it rests on. Well, we've got to. If we don't have a Supreme Court that recognizes the separation of powers, then we're finished. And. And it's not just about the ATF, it's about every regulatory agency. As a matter of fact, if you guys, if your audience is smart, and if you read the Federalist Papers, a lot of people don't like the Federalist Papers, or they think they don't like it because they're like, oh, it's all about giving the central government authority. There's There are a tremendous number of warnings in the Federalist Paper. Mm-hmm. And one of the warnings is about Congress lending its authority to bureaucracies, lending its authority And that's what they've done. You know, when you allow Congress to lend or loan its authority to regulatory agencies, and then they can just say, well, we're not creating law, we're just creating policy. And our policy says, if you own this uh, and you don't surrender it, we'll arrest you and throw you in jail. Uh, That sounds like a law to me. That sounds like a policy. And there's only one place in the Constitution uh, where you can make law, and that's the legislative branch. And as you know... As we all know, they've been unsuccessful for 50 years now in pushing more restrictions through the legislative branch. Uh, Well, you know, 40. Uh, So what do they do? They're like, well, we can't get it through. We know we can't. So what are we going to do? Well, we'll just we'll just throw it over to a regulatory agency and let them, you know, because who elected the director of the ATF? Did you did you vote for the director of the ATF? I didn't.
0: No, no, and here's I'm glad you brought that up in this final segment. I got to thinking about this yesterday when just doing what I do. And, you know, we always, we often talk about police chiefs. Why are police chiefs always so left wing and anti gun? Well, they're because unelected. they're unelected. They're unelected, and they are appointed by politicians to do the bidding of the politician. The vast majority of those police chiefs are in, well, Democrat run cities, right? That's oh, where yeah. we see the issue. Meanwhile, you see a sheriff who is accountable to the people because he is elected. He is accountable to his constitutional oath that he or she has taken. And we've—I mean—we've had a number of those sheriffs on the program, Paul, who oh, are, yeah. who, who get it. So there's They're the Walkie difference. The ATF director is the police chief because guess what happens when Trump walks into the White House? Hey, Dettelbach, you're fired bye-bye or not
3: mm-hmm.
0: you see this is a problem because these are political appointees and that's why we're getting what we're getting with the atf right now we talked about it with lee the gun williams yesterday in great detail i'll cover some oh, of yeah. his, his writing today yeah it's very very dangerous stuff paul so
3: dental needs who- to go the people who control Biden, the people who pull his strings, have given instructions to these regulatory agencies to do their bidding. And, you know, they get in. It's not just the ATF. There's all the regulatory agencies that are now infringing upon American liberties. But ATF is one of the, the classic ones. And they, you know, they, they, they're doing the bidding of their masters and their masters are the people who are behind the scenes pulling the meat puppet strings. Anybody who believes that Biden had, had a, an origi- has had an original thought in the last ten years is—I don't know—I uh, don't know how to talk to you, but uh, that—that's—and and that should trouble you even more. I mean, that should, the fact that we have—we have this shadow government, we have a puppet administrator who can barely speak his own name most days—it's uh, shameful. They, did you see the, the the insane nonsense where they sent that cackling hag out? To yes. tell a reporter that he's alive and well. Yes. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. What world are we living in, where you send out the VP to tell a reporter, "Oh, don't worry, the, the president's alive," and and he's he's fine. What?
0: Yeah that uh, that made that made news when that happened because they were talking to her about the election, the upcoming election. Like yeah, Oh, Joe everything's Biden, great. Yeah, everything's yeah. great. Yeah, Joe Biden's no, alive and not. alive. We're,
3: we're uh, a la- yeah. we are the laughing stock of the world. We are the laughing stock of the world. Well, you you want to what know kind what? The world what, we're living in, it's upside down yeah, world is what it is. We are, and, and nobody respects us. Putin doesn't respect us. You know, Winnie the Pooh over there in China doesn't respect us. You think the terrorist regimes respect and fear the United States of America? We're a joke to them we're a joke to them and i hope your audience i hope your audience is smart enough to understand that when we get hit again and we're going to on our shores we're going to get hit that it's biden and his administration's fault they left us wide open they set us up they created a situation where we could get hit again law enforcement officers especially down by the border if you listen to them they will tell you look there are tens of thousands of Middle Eastern males, undocumented, unaccounted for, all over the country. Don't know where they're at. We lost them. But they're probably in New York. They're in, they're in Chicago. They're in Philadelphia. They're in Los Angeles. And when we get hit again, you know, they, they've signaled it to us. Listen to what they say. Mm-hmm. They're saying, when, when when reporters get a hold of these, these Hamas leaders, they're like, look, we're not going to stop until Israel's is destroyed, and if America supports Israel, they're our enemy, too.
0: Uh, they made what threats to that need? effect. They made very clear, concise threats about that just today, as a matter of fact. Uh, Hezbollah made the same threats against the United States, and it's sad, but I'm with you on this. We are going to get hit again in this country, and it does rest on the Biden administration one hundred percent on the yeah, show. We can't of just
3: do what we did in two thousand one and just blindly rally around the flag and and do whatever the, the criminals in D C say to do. The criminals in D C created this problem. They set us up And we're about to get punished for it. And what I would tell every single person listening is do not leave your house unarmed. Do not leave your house unprepared. Have the fundamental floor on your person wherever you go. You can't stop the evil from existing, but you can be prepared to deal with it.
0: When it happens, and it will happen at their time and a place of their choosing. Paul Markle, tell everybody where to go one more time before we end this hour. Oh,
3: man, sign up and take training with us. Go to SOTGU.com. You're not going to be – you won't regret it. You won't regret the
0: it. Site, the site looks fantastic. I can't wait to follow this and talk to you later to, You know, in upcoming days and weeks as these classes begin to unfold. Great stuff. Paul Markle, student of the gun. Ladies and gentlemen, when we come back – and thank you, Paul, for being here. I know how busy you are today. When we come back, I'm going to quote you a line from Federalist 46 from Madison. We ran out of time now. Would have liked to have done it now. It would have been perfect. But when we come back, we'll talk about Federalist 46 – with just one line from Madison, I want to leave it with you. you. Can think about it over the weekend. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense will be back six minutes after. On the flip side, don't go away.
1: You've just filled your prescription for freedom with Mark Walters, presented by X Insurance. X Insurance on the Armed American Radio Network.